Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Getting into this one, just diving right in. I can really tell we turn up the volume on these headphones because that baseline's hitting hard and real raw. Uh, well, I guess we gotta do it at some point. We're nearing the end of the baseline, man. Gotta do an introduction it's, and put it off. <laughs> this is uh, this is matinee edition. Hopefully, you you read the title before you clicked on this podcast. <laughs> Hopefully. If not, well, then we are trapped. You're here, and there's you know, no turning it off. <laughs> there's no turning it off. You're stuck. <laughs> uh, this is matinee editions episode number. 23. I wrote it down. Twenty three. I wrote it down this Look time. Look at this. Just it's getting official. You. We have slightly scratched down notes. It's true. This is great. It's because I was looking at all the like the random pictures and like screenshots I saved from news and shit all over the week, yeah. and I was just like, my fucking god. <laughs> we gotta we it's gotta just, put this in writing. It was just too much. This we gotta make a proper hit list. A proper hit list. All right. Um, you know, so where are we gonna start? I guess off the bat, I mean, I just wanted to mention we were talking about Oscar stuff last yeah, week yeah. when it came to Suicide Squad winning a fucking Oscar. Stupid. Yeah. Well, well deserved. Fucking hate that movie. Super uh, weird. Super. Just, like, just weird. 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 But like, all right. Is that <laughs> for people that don't know, Avengers Endgame is getting an Oscar push from Disney. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to be aiming to get nominated for Best Picture, Sound Mixing, Score, and Costume Design. So... Out of those, how what do you think they, they can achieve? Score and Costume Design. Because that's what Black Panther <laughs> won. Like, <laughs> score and Costume Design. I will be the first to say, I mentioned this to this... Mm. Oh, good God. Wow, words. I mentioned this to you before we started recording that I think Avengers Endgame is a better film than Black Panther. I think Black Panther had something to say politically, and that's why it got so much push, and for good reason. It did. I'm not dinging I mean, it for that. Cool movie. It, it was an, it's an awesome movie I, like, yeah. and everything, but yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, it was politically charged at the time it came out. Politically charged at the time it came out, and hey, don't get me wrong. I actually like that. I prefer movies to have something to say rather than had, just be, like, filler. It gave it some weight. You exactly. Know? And uh, all the more props to it. I Like I said, no disrespect to Black Panther. Yeah. But, in my opinion, Avengers Endgame is, like, the better film overall. Oh, totally. I so, mean, undeniably, Avengers yeah. Endgame is, like, is a better film than just about any of the other Marvel films. I mean, there's, like, maybe a one or two Marvel films that I could say you can make rival a argument. Endgame. But, yeah. It, yeah, it's definitely... I mean, I don't, I don't think... Not knocking Marvel. I don't think it's a it's a best picture contender. I, I don't think so. I, I think that's more like a symbolic like achievement thing. Definitely. Like I think for what they have done with this franchise, it's deserving a nomination, not a victory. Oh, for sure. And I think it'd be just like stupid to not try and throw their yeah their their hat in there. And I think it would be shitty of the Academy to not even nominate it because yeah. I feel like that's a symbolic victory. Well, I guess. at some point, and this is the whole thing, like with like you know us, like the whole Scorsese thing. You know, yeah. it's it's having to accept the fact that this is a major part yeah. of filmmaking now. The more I've thought about that whole Scorsese deal, is that he I agree with what he said about it. Just should be just considered another art form and another facet of filmmaking. Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. And it's another branch of filmmaking. Exactly. Man. And like like with all films and with all film criticism, some people are going to fucking love it, some people are going to hate it, and that's okay. Absolutely. So, like, I think it rightfully deserves to be nominated for the achievement that it was. I don't think it deserves to win Best Picture in particular. Costume design, I think it can win. 
and score i think it can win because like go and just listen to the score for that film it's gorgeous it is it's it's fucking i mean you could you could put that on and it'll make you feel epic yeah i I know Uh, (laughs) listen to listen to portals while doing like a hill run workout it's got a, like the Avengers theme kicking on right as you're fucking dying halfway up the hill. There you Give go. you your second wind. Get you like keep you going. Yeah, keep you going. That okay. um yeah, you just gotta listen to film scores while you're working out. It always makes you feel like a badass. <laughs> the um as you're as you're benching twenty five. <laughs> Batman theme comes on uh, 30 <laughs> the um no I think it can win in those two categories but I think it's I think it's interesting that I won't say it's being taken seriously from like a critical perspective by the academy but yeah. it's interesting that they have the balls to be like this deserves it for sure yeah yeah, yeah I think so too uh well I mean you know good luck yeah good, good luck to Marvel oh yeah uh th- this like the thing is it's they're the start of they're really making the start of these like big franchise movies pushing into like the academy the oscars and like where like could you ever see you you ever think of fast and furious movies and make it (laughs) like i did i will say like a year back they put out a uh, the uh, the the academy it was met with horrible reception <laughs> because when when Black Panther was getting nominated it was mm-hmm. very obvious they just didn't want to nominate it for best picture so they <laughs> they announced that they'd be doing a best popular film category <laughs> and like whilst best popular film <laughs> I know it's which like, is the MTV like Teen Movie Choice Awards or whatever the fuck. I know I mean like. Feel free to nominate it for like that stuff. Like go yeah. to MTV. Like win win the Kids Choice Award totally. at Nickelodeon for yeah, the best shit. Yeah, go get slimed on by Nickelodeon. I mean, like, like we're making a joke about it, but at the same time, like that's voted on by kids. It's valid in and some it's way. Valid, it's valid it's, to a point. It's the valid Rock to a different won argument. best actor. Like yeah. I mean, come on. It's just like whatever. There's there's it's the eyebrow. He won it because of the eyebrow. The eyebrow. Everybody knows it. The the kids smell <laughs> what the Rock is cooking. The uh. <laughs> I mean, like, I just there are avenues to appreciate this stuff, and totally. I think it's cool that's going to the Oscars, but it doesn't fuck, like. I think there's yeah, I think there's just still a certain a certain prestige that's missing in yeah. terms of like how you go about making franchise movies versus like a single off story. Like, if only if only I we think I don't know. I'm so, I'm conflicted about because I just yeah. I love the comic book movies. Yeah. Like, because of the the comic book aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And that you we know. like it's the honest representation of these characters that we grew up with. Yeah. It's like it's, and there's something really cool about that. But then I can completely understand somebody not taking it seriously in comparison to like The Irishman or yeah like or some movies that are might be a smaller scope might be a standalone. What you? I mean, like, if we'd seen Joker at this point, we can make a very valid comparison. <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> at this point, it's just going to be a bonus, a bonus of the features. Yeah, and, I know. And we know it. But this, I think, this would be a good talking point because, like, the joke, the Joker film is it being might... heavily advertised as like standalone. It's meant to yeah. be a bit more leaning in that sort of film noir, artsier, a bit more worth. Or a bit more of the stereotype for what would get a best picture yeah. nod. So it'll be interesting to compare to compare the facets of these two very different films that like I mean, I mean in, yeah, when you break Endgame's it down an, aren't really that far apart. Endgame's an epic on this like in this yeah. like way of like it's concluding so much, it's yeah. telling so much 
uh, it's including just so fucking much. Like, so it's just such a big movie. Yeah, I and mean, Joker. Like, Joker's like it sounds like it's yeah. I, <laughs> I, actually, I haven't seen it. It sounds like it's a standalone kind of like you were saying, like yeah. this like kind of like piece solo piece of of filmmaking. But they, I, I mean, think they're I, both technically comic movies, yeah. and they both seem to be like worthy of being on the Academy. I think like the stage. I think the challenge with it is that when you're looking at a movie like, um, like I mean, like say the first Godfather film, mm. it's very isolated. Yes, the Godfather had sequels, but like, you can only watch the first one to be satisfied with that story. It leaves you in a yeah. good place. It has a full story to tell. It's fucking three hours long. Yeah, and like you weren't expecting more. Yeah, from it. you weren't expecting more. The add-ons were the add-ons were great, but you got mm. everything you needed from just that one film. The challenge is that a movie like Avengers Endgame really you're not analyzing it right if you're not considering everything else that led to this it's the it's yeah. the like world ending event comic book events that brings together all the small storylines and small comics yeah i mean it's like you have to consider that sort of stuff and i think that's why i agree a bit with scorsese on like it just needs to be looked at as a different art form so fair, fair. yeah um interesting uh Shit, man. Marvel. Do we okay? Well, since we're talking about Marvel, do we yeah. have any other Marvel like rumors, news? Um, I did see that. Um, shit. What did what did I see? <laughs> something about something about Falcon and the Winter Soldier that came up. Oh, okay. No, I I have something about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I did see. Uh, uh, Steve Rogers. It's gonna be supposedly yes. making an appearance uh, at least two twice. episodes. Yeah. About uh, as old old man Steve. Yeah, and then <laughs> which and it said, uh, yeah, I just opened up the uh, I just opened up the little the post I saw here on my phone. Yeah, so two episodes, and it's theorized that he's gonna be there for like, like it's funny enough, but the immediate comparison is Uncle Ben esque like oh, moral man. advice to Sam and Bucky, like you know, <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. But then also attached to this, I saw that Yelena Belova, who's playing one of the other Black Widows in the yeah. Black Widow film, is supposed to appear. In the in, Falcon in, and Winter Soldier? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which I feel like that is a great fit. These these are relatively like street-level sort of espionage-esque heroes at this point. I, I mean, I hope that's where they're going to go yeah. with the series. I mean, for the long... Like, it's still theorized that Bucky's going to pop up in Black Widow. Really? In like a yeah, flashback I, or something. I mean, that would be, a, that'd be fucking awesome. I mean, I, he, they would kind of have to. I would really hope... Yeah. That they would include him because they had like, but then also that shit goes deep. Emil Blonsky, oh, is supposedly yes. gonna be showing up as uh, as Abomination. Oh man, fuck. So that and that's why he's I mean, on so ice. Like, he's still alive in the continuity. That's fucking crazy. That She'll put like, him in a cryo tube, I guess. I can't believe that they're like they're gonna be making that callback though. I guess like, it's awesome. It's just like it's just like so obscure because they've spent so long deviating, shunning, but then they like Hulk. we've seen stuff with She Hulk that they're bringing back these fucking characters, dude. They, the I I remember watching Agents of Shield in the first season. You remember the fridge, like the huge oh, containment unit yeah. they had. There is a in the background. There's a cryo tube lab- labeled Blonsky. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> no, not labeled Blonsky. Labeled Abomination. Oh shit. shit! Well, same, same. Yeah, same, same. same. That's and fucking Blonsky's dope, the though. actor's name. Shit. Uh, but no, that's just fucking cool. Like it's it's been like there, just not yeah. referenced. And that's with William cool. Hurt being like actively part of the continuity now, it's, he's kind of kept it alive. Yeah. And they've mentioned like 
like Harlem getting fucked up. I can't remember which Luke one. Cage. Yeah, that, Luke Cage. Like, and that was a direct reference to like the fight the, the, at the end of Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, I think at the end of uh, at the end of Eng- close to the end of Endgame, before Hulk saps his fingers, he was like, "I think I was made for this." And there was a whole thing in the Incredible Hulk with like. I gotta be made like I'm so live and the other guy's not there for something. Yeah. Like we're gonna come together for something. That's what it was. I was like, fuck. That's his conclusion. <laughs> They're calling to that back to this shit. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I mean, I, I hope they can, I hope they embrace it. Like, yeah. I, I mean, the movie at the time was like kind of janky, but I still like, I mean, it was still kind of like kind of cool because it had some decent action yeah. and like, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't th- like Ed Norton. I, feel just, like I don't think like fit necessarily the it's role. It's the embodiment but... of decent. I feel. Oh, like. totally. It's like, it's like it's like it's Thor. Da- Thor the Dark World MCU. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> let's be real. Oh shit, man. Uh, yeah, I, it, it it's definitely like par. One, <laughs> one more thing on Avengers Endgame. I saw a video. I'm forgetting. I think it was uh, like Cinema Blend or something like that. They made a video on Avengers Endgame and why everybody thinks it's so fucking awesome. And the dude, he's talking about how he's like rewatched Endgame a handful of times now, and going in like the first, the first like two thirds of the film, he's like, yeah, it's fine. But then you get to the last third where it's the just the battle on Earth, mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck yeah, this is the best film ever because it's just like, and they break down how like the arc during that point is like high point. Everybody's fucking excited, and then they yep. get shot down. Like Thanos attacks the base. Yeah. Then like the Avengers come back together. They're fighting Thanos. High point. All, yeah, of them get their, all of them get their asses kicked. He's about to kill down, Thor. Up and down. And then Captain America gets the hammer. Captain America's shield breaks. Oh, man. And it's like up they, and down, up and down. They up do. And down. They pull it. They pull it. Yeah. And that's the why everybody comes band. out of that shit just so fucking gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, and it makes total sense. Yeah, that's fucking interesting. That's odd. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. That makes absolute sense. Yeah. Because you do. You have just like nonstop up and down moments throughout yeah. that entire thing. And then you get like that like kind of like semblance of like, peace at the end yeah so you're just like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that shit was fucking that, that shit's always fucking wild like you could you could rewatch that end of the movie i don't think i don't think i've re i watched endgame twice in theaters one of which mm-hmm. was with you but i'm yet to watch it like at home and i'm probably it's oh, gonna man. be on disney plus when that comes out and that's coming yeah. out in just a few days at this point oh, happy shit. halloween that's right uh, November, that shit comes out November 12th, which yeah. brings me to the, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian comes out November fucking 12th when I'm Disney excited. Plus starts. I'm so stoked about that. I just watched that newest trailer. I haven't it. seen the new trailer yet. It's fucking rad, dude. Like, it... Uh, <laughs> I, I, if you, uh, audio listener, if you can't tell, I just We're absolutely just nudged the table and almost and yanked remember, my cord out. I'll just remember to edit, like, this whole part out of there. Or leave it in. Or leave it in. For the effect <laughs> of effect. Either way, so we'll just leave it in. Fuck it. Fuck uh, it. Yes, The Mandalorian, though, it comes out November 12th. It Like, it looks... Like, okay, it looks like a big push to try to tell a different type of story in the Star Wars universe. And that, by I mean, is, like, an actual, like, uh, television, like, or streaming show, you know, that has that same kind of feel in in that same sort of universe. So, um... I think it's going to do the trick. Added perk, uh, Tequitiz in it. It's always awesome. Uh, (laughs) Dude, that dude's just popping up. Yeah. Like, John Favreau directed the whole thing. Tequitiz, I guess, wrote a handful of it. Yeah, so like, so it's had some golden hands on it's, it. Man. I mean, like, like it's, it's it's set to succeed. It's like, I I hope it does because I would love to see more more like more side stories, uh, being expanded upon in the fucking Star Wars. Oh, yeah, 
Quickly, though. Yep. What was the name of the dude Pedro Pascal played in Game of Thrones? In Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm forgetting. He, he played uh, the fucking Oberyn. He yeah, played, yeah the, looks the, like Oberyn's going to be wearing a helmet most of the time here. That's, yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> like, you don't see his face once in the entire trailer. Yeah, his school's not going to be crushed this time. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be such a... That's how the series ends, spoilers, oh, is which, him getting the Mandalorian skull getting crushed. Oh, <laughs> The, uh, by Darth Vader. By Darth Vader. Because Darth Vader's back for some reason. Like badass. The um Just joking. The trailer uh, for this I remember the first trailer seeing it's sort of this like relatively dark. It's not like like dark, yeah. like bleak. No, but it's, it's dark sort of, like Rogue One. Is. Yeah, like Rogue One. I just remember seeing the shot where he sh- he like draws on like three dudes and one yeah. of them gets shot and falls into a closing door. That's like a that closes into the middle, and you can see yep. him start getting cut in half. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah, it doesn't look like they're gonna spare much on. T- I mean, like they'll I'm, probably do. They're not gonna do Game of Thrones level yeah. fucking violence. I don't think. Yeah, but, but they they've made it pretty clear in some press releases I've seen though that it's going to be like R rated. Yeah, like yeah. I I keep thinking like like there, it's gonna there's gonna be a bit of like brutality, but it's gonna be like Kingsman, you where sure. it's just like sort of absurdist mm-hmm. and it's not really mentioned. But it's just sort of to perpetuate the sort of craziness of what's going on. Fair enough. And, well, you can't really go back on, like, the fact that, like, in the Star Wars universe, you know that this, this shit's always, like, there is, yeah. there's all this Luca's kind of violence and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, shit happens. So, anyway, the, the Mandalorian looks fucking cool. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to be suckering into buying that, that Disney. The question is, though, are you going to buy the year-long subscription or the month-to-month? <laughs> I mean, year-long's cheaper, right? I think so. I think I mean, it's like a handful of bucks cheaper. I will say, I mean, this is this is something that I always talk with my, with my father about because we're told, like, investing nuts and financial mm. guys, like, the when it comes to these streaming services there has to be really a ton of fucking value behind them and disney plus is the one that's like from a strictly numbers perspective delivering the most shit for the best price oh absolutely so i'm not i'm i'm gonna hop on on it but i think that eventually this is gonna be a the streaming bubble is gonna fucking pop and it's gonna be left with like who the fuck cares about Amazon because people get primed to get their packages faster not for watching shit? Yeah, there's some cool shit on there, but, like, yeah, it's just, like, a perk that it's Prime, Prime Amazon Prime's, like, a perk, but eventually I'm confident, like, the bubble's gonna pop and, like, either Disney or Netflix is gonna fucking take all of it. Oh, like, yeah, dude. It's I, one, gonna be one or the other. Yeah, Netflix is, like, Netflix is, I'm, I'm wondering how they're gonna, like, take it, though, with, uh... Yeah. When all of a sudden, like, all of Disney's stuff, all yeah. of Disney's content is I mean, taken off of there. I mean, I think they're like they've been like they subtly were, they're, they're retaining been, the rights for like a couple more years for dude, some stuff. A lot of the stuff's coming off. I've I've noticed like, that too. Like, uh, imagine all the people that watch the Marvel I've, movies exclusively via Netflix, where Ant Man the Wasp was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave. They're like, uh, fuck. There's a cliffhanger. They just leave Solo, the Spanish version, on there. <laughs> the I clicked Spanish on it. Version? I clicked on it thinking it was like the like a special edition. And it was like the no. Spanish version, and I was like, well, I was like, this, the fuck? Why is this I mean, on Netflix? Cool, but like, also I was just like. The, I was like, isn't this what, like... Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, the value proposition that you're getting with Disney Plus is so fucking great. Yeah, I'm going to buy a year of it. Because why not? Yeah, dude. I mean, they're and they're going for broke. Like, they're going deep. Like, they're... they're. <laughs> I hear they're going to be putting on, like, their old Disney Channel original yeah. movies. I, I remember They're going to be that. putting on, like, their fucking new shit. They're going to be putting on Marvel shit, yeah. Star Wars shit, you know. Like, National Geographic, too. Movies. They got Nat Geo up in that yeah. bitch. Like, they're going to be... 
Like there's dude, like, I mean, next they, thing they, we know, they're gonna a... post on the Twitter and it's gonna be like Song of the South. Dude, oh my <laughs> god, dude. That's okay. So that's funny that you bring that up because I actually have a copy and contemplation coming up about Disney uh, putting away a bunch of fucking like Fox movies. Like they're they're oh, they're yeah. like taking Shit. Fox movies that they bought and like throwing them in their vault, like not letting people screen them anymore. Smart. And uh, it is smart on their part, but yeah. it's fucking shitty. Uh, but, <laughs> what but films are you talking here? Like things, like, little, things like Aliens, Die Hard. Wait, no, for sure. For Aliens, sure. totally. Like those, like those, like those, like old, like those older Fox movies. What? Like motherfuckers. Yeah, totally. I thought it was like some of the like shitty stuff. No, they're doing that to like we're like they're like just not letting cinema screen them and stuff like that. But they're putting them right in the vault next to <laughs> shit. <laughs> that old fucking animation. Oh no, no joke. Oh, uh, but. I don't know, man. It's hard to, like... The machine keeps moving. Yeah. It's, it's going to keep chugging. You just let it chug. Well, hey, speaking um, of, we're talking Disney stuff. We got the stuff about Disney, like, Feige and Star Wars. Yeah, we got some Feige news. Yeah. Feige. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah, dude. Feige. Uh, Feige's... So... I Kathleen just, Kennedy and Feige. I was just, yeah, I was just reading that... Um, Everybody's been sweating, and I've been kind of sweating it too. Like that, Feige has been. He's like the the he's like a robot that Disney's like created, and they're making him. Like There's actually like, like four of them. He's like he's like the he's like the human embodiment or robot embodiment of what Disney is as like a company. He's like he's like taking over like Star Wars. He's, he's taking he's over the, like he's comics. He's the jaded businessman that Mickey Mouse grew up into. Yeah. Oh god, dude, he is. The, they shaved <laughs> Mickey Mouse and cut his ears off, and that's Kevin Feige. Oh, god. <laughs> so so Feige is a. Uh, I, I was just reading that he's actually not like basically he's not he's not taking over doing any sort of like power move at Lucasfilm. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, who's been helming Lucasfilm for a fucking while now, yeah, uh, is like they're like working kind of side by side to, to like develop this. And yeah. that being said, it was like this really kind of like it seemed like this really backhanded kind of like press remark that yeah. they made uh, to like drop this because I, I don't mean, know like everybody I don't think anybody like it seems like. That's exactly what everybody was still still thinking. Like Disney so, owns Lucasfilm. Did you ever? So, like, so I mean, like what I am immediately reminded of is: Did you ever see the announcement from Sony that behind the scenes Kevin Feige had seen early screenings of the Amazing Spider-Man films? Oh shit! Did you no. ever hear about this? No, no. So I guess they had brought him in anonymously and gotten him to screen their films and give them criticism. Like, before they were released. Are we talking about Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Oh, he shit. told them that it wasn't going to go over well with fans. <laughs> and um, What's up with he that was, dude? He was rather with, like rather than have him as like a direct like contributor to the filmmaking yeah. process, he was more so like looking over the scripts, being like more so that person who understands the fan base, understands what they want. Mm. And I think that that is something that Star Wars like critically needs right now. Definitely. So I and I, it makes sense that he wouldn't be the person like directly in charge of like the general storytelling plan, like he's at Marvel, mm-hmm. but more so that liaison between <laughs> the uh, smart words, yeah. the, to, the, <laughs> smart to, words. To, to the layman. That means connection. Yes. Um, it's between the connection between the fan base and the producers of the content. Yeah, and he's been. I mean, we all have experienced his success. He yeah. has been successful thus far. So I do hope that it's productive in terms yeah. of fandom, you know, being represented. But 
Jesus, dude, like, how much can one fucking dude take on? Like, that's my worry. Like, where is he going to collapse? Like, that's, you know, what know, project man. is going to fucking, like, dude, like I mean, suck a little bit. Maybe he's, maybe one day he's going to have a breakdown. His head's going to go right next to Walt Disney's in, like, in the freezer. Dude, they're going to just save him for later. Save him for later. <laughs> him and Walt Disney are going to get defrosted at the same time. Oh, my God, dude. 2020 is coming up. Do you think they're going to try and defrost Walt Disney next uh, year? Who knows, dude? Oh, man, that'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> like, we all know it, though. He's frozen. Don't, yeah. have, don't even act like you, Get the you, fuck out of you here. don't believe a dear hey, listener. Hey, Zach, if you're listening. No, for real, though. <laughs> um, so, other uh, other Star Wars news. Yeah. Uh, I can't ever remember their names. The Game of Thrones goons. Yeah, whatever. They I got just, fired. They got, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they tried to gracefully. Everybody's trying to paint it as, like, they left. No, they, they, got, you, you they know, got let go. They got fired. They Why? got politely asked to leave. Because everybody fucking hated that last was, season of Game of Thrones. It was a press nightmare. Oh, my God. So I'm not surprised that they would have to distance themselves. They just, I think the company probably wanted to take a little time before announcing it yeah. to not look like it was directly because of that. So, like, But they probably turned out garbage, and the company was just yeah. like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, let's, let's be real. James Gunn got booted from Marvel... Mm-hmm. Because of shit he said ten years ago when he was an up and comer, he got brought back to Marvel. They have, yes, they eventually came came and let him back because mm-hmm. it was like, and but I he like it's got... the same thing with Sony and Spider Man. Both those deals probably were finished earlier than we expected, fair, or they were blown out of proportion. Yeah, like I think James Gunn was brought back on board relatively quick after they real after Disney realized that oh he was getting like hunted down by people. For like shit he'd well, said. I mean, he immediately got grabbed up for suicide. Squad. Yeah, and then Disney, what? And then Disney and Sony. I'm confident that was leaked by somebody, and they were just like, "Fuck it, leverage." And it never was like <laughs> it never was like a a broken deal. Fair. So I'm confident that this decision was made right when the last season of Game of Game of Thrones started feeling real shitty. Yep. And that was it. Yeah, and they were just like, no. No. Uh, but that being said, like, uh, there's been, like, rumors of multiple Game of Thrones prequels being... Yeah. being well, one um, of them just got confirmed to made. be called, like, House of the Dragon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shit. Is that the... I, I was just... Re- I didn't read the name. I read that one of them finally yeah. got confirmed. Uh, that's so interesting. I wonder if they're... Uh, if, I don't think HB- if HBO would, would dare bring them, bring them back on board for any sort of Game of Thrones, like, production or did anything. You, did you see Seth Rogen's interview at Comic-Con? Where he just was throwing massive oh amounts of shade. I, I wanted to watch the YouTube clip of it. I oh, haven't it's watched so, it yet. It's so fucking funny. That. He went for the balls. I hope so because like, <laughs> it just it deserves to be gutted, dude. Like, yeah, that show is so beautiful before yeah. the fucking season ruined it. Yeah, I know. Like it, it's just it, it, it's hard to describe. I mean, yeah, that's how fandom. That's like bad fandom not being represented properly. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. Know? I mean, um, like, it became abundantly obvious that, like, the source material for Game of Thrones is, like, overwhelmingly strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, say what you will about uh, George R. R. Martin and his very slow burn through writing these fucking books. And, but... But, but it's detailed and it's heavy it's, and the, the world is there. The world like, is broad and they were able to perpetuate that and bring it out and, and change some things. But then when they were really treading their own stuff, they really fucked oh it my up. God, dude, like these last, I think it was the last couple seasons of game of Thrones had a bit of negative press. The second to yeah. last one, less so the second to last one, less so, but the yeah. last one was just like, it was just like asking like one after every episode, you're just sort of like, Holy shit. Like, like that seemed weird. That seemed weird. That seemed weird. Then the end, just, you're like, that was fucking stupid. I remember, <laughs> I remember the because I didn't watch it as it was released. I watched it later. The um, I just remember with like you and a couple of our other friends from work 
going to be like, oh yeah, how was the last episode of Game of Thrones? And like the beginning of the season was like fucking dope. Like and then like the 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 War of Winterfell happened yeah. or whatever the Battle of Winterfell and everybody yeah. was like that was fucking awesome. Intense. And then like after that episode, it was like like the first week after I was like ah, I don't think I got the last episode. And then the next one was ah, something that was just fucking weird. And then the last episode was like fuck yeah it <laughs> bran <laughs> it just didn't it didn't end up working out like, they really honestly. and i think the best criticism is that they just shotgunned it when it really should have been like a 10 episode season they did, got six totally they, yeah they they purpose they chose to do less probably because they were like fuck <laughs> we don't know what we're doing <laughs> yeah probably yeah um but okay so fuck talking about game of thrones anymore, <laughs> so. um there's been a lot of other announcements uh, in terms of like DC movies lately more yeah. than Marvel shit um, but one that is kind of like a cross company thing that I'm just going to use to bridge this gap here okay. Mr. Jeffrey Wright oh yeah so Mr. Fuck Jeffrey yeah. Wright just got confirmed as Commissioner Gordon Amen. for Matt Reeves Batman we saw that leak a while back and thought it was pretty cool cast and it's yeah and it's just like such a fucking perfect cast yeah I, I, like he, one he's just a strong actor he Dude could probably rock a mustache. I know he can. I oh, know totally. Jeffrey Wright can rock a mustache. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, and with J.K. Simmons too busy being back at J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. It's like, we, we gotta get somebody new. Yeah. Yeah, I get somebody Even new. Even if J.K. Simmons would be a dope fucking Commissioner Gordon. He would. If he was given the appropriate material. Yeah. I, re- I remember seeing uh, while he was like in that role... He like beefed up. He, like, <laughs> yeah, he got and, fucking huge. And it, I was like, always. Was but it was, was a video like, of him. Like, de- there's a video of him deadlifting, and I was like, holy shit! I mean, like, I guess that's a good motivation, you know? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm Jim Gordon. He was more, <laughs> he was more, he was more ripped than uh, fucking Affleck for Justice League. <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, you remember uh, in Justice League after they get their asses kicked by Steppenwolf and Affleck's like in the muscle shirt? Oh god, like, dude. Stretching, and it's very obvious. It's like all padded. It's so yeah. It's just as obvious as Henry Cavill's upper, upper lip. Oh. <laughs> uh, Which I recently, re- because fuck it, I rewatched Mission Impossible. Yeah. And it's totally worth him having a <laughs> shitty upper lip. <laughs> so, okay, so, so Jeff Wright is, is the, the next mustaches. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, speaking of mustaches, Jeff Wright's the next Commissioner Gordon. But we know like a handful of things now about what Matt Reeves is piecing together. All right. Uh, we know that Zoe Kravitz is, is playing Catwoman. Cool. We know that Paul Dano, uh, if if you've ever seen fucking There Will Be Blood, um, you'll know he's creepy as fuck. Uh, <laughs> he's a, I mean, he's a solid actor, and then yeah. he, and he's playing the Riddler. Uh, Hell yeah. Which was like a sought after a role, I think. Like, yeah. Like there are several, like James McAvoy fucking said that he wanted to play the Riddler. Like, Pretty dope. He was like, you know, like, call me, basically. Like, <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Uh, you're too busy doing glass. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'd just like to say, there's that, there's a scene in X-Men Apocalypse, not X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Dark Phoenix, oh, where they're talking about him being paralyzed and you pan down to his legs and it's very obvious he just got filming gla- got done <clears> filming <throat> glass because it's like this paralyzed man who's been paralyzed for almost 40 years, his legs are fucking bulging, yeah, dude. nearly about to tear these fucking <laughs> jeans off of his body because they're massive. They probably sized him before he did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like if you can look at a ton of the shots and like that man has definitely been doing lower body work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Glass is an interesting movie in itself, but that's a that's but, a but not like we should do a yeah. bonus features on a M Night, M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, we should Shyamalan Shyamalan twist. Um, but okay, so Matt Reeves, um, 
He's piecing together. He's using the same composer that he used for uh, one of his Planet of the Apes movies. Cool. Um, which is probably cool because I like the, I like the like I like the familiarity that some people breed with each other. Where it's yeah. like, yo, I know you kind of know my style. Yeah, and we can work with that. It's like uh, it's like uh, Hans Zimmer to the Dark Knight films. Totally. Um, so it's I don't know. He's like I mean they're making very like sly I think announcements. Yeah. Ron Pattinson's out there on his press tour for the Lighthouse, which looks fucking awesome. Yeah, we need to watch that one. Definitely. Like. Uh, but everybody seems to be asking him about Batman stuff. Like never, he, it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. And that's his life now. Like yep. that's, I, I don't know if he's going to fucking like it. Because he seems like a pretty private actor, actually. Yeah. Uh, totally. But everybody wants to fucking talk to Batman. I, so. I can't blame him. Like No, it's interesting, man. That's like, the business. There's like a lore behind like being Batman in, in, oh, yeah. in, nowadays. Because there's so many like different people that have tried to fit it. I, anyway, so... Uh, How do you feel about Batman Forever? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Val Kilmer is the second worst Batman. Second worst? He's the worst. No way, dude. George, George Clooney, Clooney was way worse. <laughs> George Clooney was way worse. Val, was Kilmer, Val Kilmer was a fine Batman for what it was in that movie. But <laughs> definitely it was like a weird change from Michael Keaton. <laughs> like, you're yeah, just like, fair. wait a second, Iceman? <laughs> uh, but um, Brad Pattinson, like, he, he's like... So I've heard him talk about how he's kind of been influenced by Willem Dafoe's weird, like, iry, piratey voice in yeah. the fucking lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, his Batman voice. Interesting. Um, yeah, he said that. I don't know how true that is, though. I, that sounds I, like I, bullshit. I, I, feel like, <laughs> I, I, feel might... like, I feel like it's something that he's saying just for that press junket. I feel like I mean? it might be him. I mean, like, I think he might just be, like, hearkening it to, like, the development of, like, uh, a recognizable accent. Probably, I, th- I honestly think so. A recognizable voicing of a character. Um, he's also said that like he hasn't. He was asked about the bat suit. He hasn't seen like his final bat suit. Yeah, so didn't he say he wore the one from the Dark Knight? I think that's what it was. Yeah, I, and uh, that I mean that alone would probably be a weird picture. Uh, it, I mean, <laughs> but like I, mean, I remember seeing a quote from him being like, "Yeah, it's like, they. It's sort of emasculating getting into it. Like I had to have somebody push my butt into the suit, but." <laughs> Once I was in it, I felt really powerful. <laughs> well, that was one of those things I remember. Like every bat suit has yeah. seemed to have been, like, like the actors say how fucking awful it is to film in those. Think, things. think of the uh, like uh, fuck. We were just talking about him, the good Batman. Why am I forgetting Michael Keaton? Oh yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman. Remember the scene where he takes off the mask, but it's like weird and rubber. Oh and he, yeah, like, dude, tears it. It like tears the mask off. Like, like, that motherfucker couldn't move his neck. No. <laughs> no. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was just like a frustrated take of him trying to rip that thing. I'm claw. I can't breathe in here. <laughs> <laughs> he's so happy. He's just he like just, rips. He's it. like, this is fuck. It's the last day of shooting. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. It's just like I don't know. It's it's interesting. So I mean, yeah. it's a weird. It's and that again is like it's part of that like different branch of filmmaking. It's a weird challenge to try Absolutely. to have to get like into a workable costume like that and and be emotive. Yeah. And be like uh, you know like Do you actually, fucking like, think dark of those, and expressive. Think of those actors that have to go like through hours of makeup and stuff. I think mean, of Paul Bettany when he's playing Vision. Yo, for real. Shit. Think of think of one of my favorite bits of the Marvel, the MCU, uh, fucking Drax, dude. Yeah, dude. Batista. Batista. Like, Batista has to sit there and like do all those little fucking things on his well, body. The little red lines. And, like, I would I would just say fuck it and like walk around all like fuck it. Don't take the makeup off of me. Just do touch ups tomorrow. <laughs> oh, totally. Like yeah, I'll just, I'll just keep it on. <laughs> just keep it on. I don't want to uh, deal with this. But like, yeah, I mean, 
it takes like that shit takes like patience and like weird dedication to like want to be able to do. I think the craziest just one like, is um, money, yeah. Karen Gillan who plays Nebula. Word. Who she shaved her head for the first Guardians film. Yeah. Like uh, I I've, I've been watching Doctor Who and yeah. it just got to the season where she uh, shows plays, up. She shows up and plays yeah. Amy Pond and I was like, holy shit, who is that? There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So I didn't realize this was a thing, but there's a uh, there's a superhero fantasy league between all uh-huh. the all the MCU stars and like Ryan Reynolds is in it too. Oh wow! And Ryan he Ryan Reynolds like they made a video where he was gonna shit talking Karen Gillan because they were about to play each other. Mm-hmm. She went out and she was like actions speak louder than words and she went and got like a Funko Pop and got a match and like some like some like spray bottle oh shit and she pulls up the Funko Pop burns it and it's Spider-Man oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh that wasn't Deadpool (laughs) oh that wasn't Deadpool (laughs) shit dude well I think it's fucking it's I don't know that's fucking I I think it's awesome that they can like again breed like breed that familiarity within those casts and it's a different type of filmmaking again because you have these like larger uh, I don't even know if you can call them like full-on ensemble like movies when it's just like a handful of them. You know? Yeah, yeah. You have like ten actors that play these like very dedicated roles, uh, whether in Marvel or in DC yeah. movies, and they eventually and become so synonymous with it. Yeah, sort of what we we're gonna ha- like. Pattinson's gonna have to fucking own up to that reality. Yeah, that if- for the rest of his life, he's gonna be Batman. The rest of his life, yeah, he like he's gonna Batman. be fucking whether he puts it on his resume or not. Yeah, it will be put. It, he will be labeled as Batman. He's um he's gonna be fucking Batman. He's gonna be Edward, and he's gonna be go, go Hufflepuff. He's gonna Dude, be fucking Cedric, which is crazy. I mean, but in in between, like, I really, I I, I hope him, like he doesn't lose like those little movies that he, yeah. that he tries to do because every now and then he squeaks out as an actor he squeaks out like something kind of cool I know I've mentioned it before on the uh, on the podcast but he did a movie a while back that was like a rom-com where he uh, the movie ended with 9-11 and he was in the Twin Towers and died <laughs> shit and uh, <laughs> like he was estranged from his girlfriend and his girlfriend's like oh, I really love him and as she's going to, to him he, the fucking towers oh. get hit like no that's fucking insane what a weird way to end a movie what a just blatantly politically incorrect way to end a movie well you gotta go for it that's a rob pattinson film oh god uh so i don't know i mean i'm actually getting pretty excited about batman but yeah but and the lighthouse more immediately so yeah we'll have to we'll have to watch that and talk about it maybe we'll watch it before joker maybe maybe (laughs) If they're, we'll see them both. We'll just go you back know, to back, back to back. Buy uh, one ticket, just stay for another. Uh, but okay, so as much as I love talking about Batman, yeah, like uh, I, I read this thing over like this last week that was like it was like a post by the creator of Black Lightning, and it was something yeah. to the effect of uh, detrimentally like uh, to like the de- <coughs> the detrimental effect of like other characters throughout the DC universe they like the, the company uses Batman as kind of like a linchpin yeah and I you do like see like them Batman and Superman more specifically in my opinion sort of but more so Batman lately I feel like Batman's had the more successful cinematic career which is which is what's trying like fueling a lot right yeah. now like I mean like, like, and, like and in the comics like there's a lot of there's a lot of really Batman heavy storylines going on right now really yeah yeah I'm not, I'm, I'm not um, keeping up much with DC comics and so it's sort of like it's and it's always been the case like 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 Superman and Batman have both been the pillars they make that they used to have this like comic called Trinity right yeah yeah it was like Batman Superman and Wonder Woman yeah uh 
Wonder Woman doesn't even doesn't even fucking register on the advertising scale. Like we were talking about it, like Wonder Woman eighty eight or no, yeah. eighty four or whatever. Something like fuck that. Eighty four. It's nineteen eighty four. That's what it is. I gotta remember. Uh, that's coming up like next year, and there hasn't been there's been like dick all like for fucking advertising or yeah, like, or like drops on uh, on what's going on there. Yeah, I've seen more about Batman. Which is like, which is way further away. The trend might as well be at this fucking point: Shazam, Harley Quinn, and Aquaman. Well, that's kind of it. Like, yeah. I mean, they've shifted cinematically. At least their focus has shifted. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it seems like no matter what, though, like they do, they'll come back to Batman because it's been traditionally a money maker. Yeah. Or at least like it's been their best money maker. And I feel like there's so much history with that character. And so much like well, like he's such a well-regarded and well-developed character at this point mm-hmm. that people like people eat him up to the end of it. True. And but it still sucks because there's such a cool pool of characters. Like, what if we got a fucking Doctor Fate film? Oh my god, dude! Like that would be <laughs> like, fucking insane, right? That'd be so cool. Like, like uh, even what? like there's a ton of just smaller characters that could be eventually touched on. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, not even saying it. This is what, actually, I keep seeing about that Titans show. I keep yeah, reading yeah. all these things about this Titan, the Titans show. And one of the things I think is kind of neat about it is that they use Batman or as, like, the they don't use him Batman as a Batman character. They use him as, like, Bruce Wayne for the most part. Yeah. And he's just, like, this kind of background character every yeah. now and then. But it helps you expand that universe. Like, yeah. he can still be, like, a pillar without being the focus. Never... And that's kind of what they need to fucking start steering towards, in my opinion. I, yeah, yeah. Like, unless... I, I like I like the idea of what they did sort of with Batman versus Superman. Not mm-hmm. in the execution, but in the world building where it was Fair. like into the careers of these heroes. For sure. And like, especially with Ben Affleck's Batman, you'd see that a bunch of shit had already happened to the guy. Yeah. And I wouldn't I like the idea of sort of I don't know if you're super familiar with it, but Batman Beyond. Mm, yeah, where yeah, totally. it's um, Batman Beyond's fucking awesome. Yeah, where Batman and Bruce Wayne's Batman sort of becomes like the Alfred figure, yep. and just sort of that side player and lets like the other people come to the forefront. That would be a fucking. I saw this picture of Ben Affleck looking jacked as fuck recently, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, what, what that dude's was he still doing like fucking yeah, who knows Batman, but. What if he transitioned into doing, like, old man Batman? That'd be fucking dope. And they made, like, a Batman Beyond series with, like, a, you know, somebody awesome. playing Terry McGinnis. And, I would like, be down. That'd be so fucking rad. Yeah, it'd like, be great. I'd be so into that shit. I love it. Uh, Batman Beyond's been getting, like, like kind of, like, they retro- just a, it got retroactively more and more popular. Yeah, and they just did a, uh, they just did a re-release, an HD re-release of the oh, show. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. That's fucking rad. So that yeah, I think that just got put out, and there's actually a way you can watch it where it's just side by side the original footage versus the new version. Oh, that'd be cool. That's fucking cool. Ah, uh, yeah, man, I like shit like that's that. just a great show. So yeah, and I, I like the I like the idea of rather than continuing to conform to these like pretty much locked in stuff. I think that's why like Shazam had such a good reputation behind it is because nobody knew what to fucking expect from that character. Mm, from a totally. cinematic perspective I mean like yeah, yeah. comic people will know what's going on but the reality of it is that more people are going to be touched by these characters in the form of cinema well, than and comics and what, I mean that's one of the interesting things about the take, using these characters is that you have to find a way to make them to basically like rebirth them on on screen yeah. you know what I mean and make them palatable to a viewing audience in a different way yeah and it, so yeah, it it what they did with Shazam was actually really fucking cool, fucking awesome. And it's gonna work if they keep building on it. Yeah, for sure. Like the if they actually pull off a Black Adam movie and make them bring the Rock into that universe, that'll make it all the more incredibly popular. Ah, no fuck. joke. 
Like, the Rock, the Rock is like a kingmaker when it comes to franchises. That's what I mean, so. dude. That dude's unstoppable at this point. Like he just like Jumanji. he just launched his own fucking tequila company. Like, I know. Like that dude Shit. is like he's he's just going for broke, and he's a I mean he's just a likable presence, and yeah. so like that seems to be he is like, the embodiment of current charisma. But what so. but what brings what worries me is that like if he does take on a character, when he does take on the character of Black Adam, yeah. excuse me, because he's he's owned that character it's for <laughs> however fucking long now. Uh like is it gonna be are we gonna see Black Adam or are we gonna see the Rock, yeah, know, you know, with a Black Adam costume on, like, like weird looking hair, yeah, the, uh, like he's still giving us the eyebrow, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, I I'm just excited nonetheless because I think it'll be successful, and with the Rock being the Rock, it'll still be fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, it'll be, either way. I guess it'll be interesting to see, but if they expand on that kind of like feeling with Shazam, and they expand on like this kind of like supposedly darker noir kind of detective take on batman yeah uh and they eventually you know hopefully they actually pull off some cool like i hope this next wonder woman movie is as dope as that first one because that first one was really cool up until the the final Uh, fight yeah yeah the whole final fight was kind of janky but like great monsters obscured by smoke that's been like dc movies like for like uh yeah biggest like pretty much except for shazam you pretty exactly, dude. Like yeah. except for Shazam, they they all end with these like really shitty fight sequences. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Apocalypse first all around. Man. Apocalypse. So fucking Wait, weird. no. What was it? What was it? it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Gollum Apocalypse <laughs> uh, Doomsday. Uh, Doomsday. <laughs> oh man, it's just yeah. I, I hope that I hope that they like actually try and build a multifaceted kind of. We were emotional ta- spectrum. Not to than... continue to sing to Marvel's praises, but we were mentioning this before the po- before the show started. Then, like, that's why the Marvel universe is so successful. The core character, when you have to really look at it, was Tony Stark and like Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. But there was a ton of other stuff going on there. Yeah, it's true. Well, I guess that's it, man. That's it. There that's you it. go. The baseline's back. <laughs> Either way, I guess uh, thanks for listening. Go follow us on Instagram, Old Heart Radio, uh, Twitter. Casserole, Twitter, Twitter, Old Heart Space, you know, stuff, stuff and things. Gotta plug it. Keep listening. Hey, get out of here.